is the Next Trip Podcast with Aviation Insiders Doug and Drew. Together, with more than 40 years of industry experience, they are creating a network for other app geeks and travel enthusiasts to obsess about all things aviation. All thoughts and opinions are their own. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Next Trip Christmas bonus episode. Drew and I wanted to thank you, our listeners, for hanging out with us this year. Yeah, welcome to our Christmas extra section, which is what we call uh, an extra flight in the airlines, an extra flight that's not on schedule. Doug, how are your holiday plans playing out? Oh, it's the 23rd right now. We're a couple days from Christmas. I I was working yesterday and on Monday. I still have to work a little bit today, but then off tomorrow and for Christmas. And I'll tell you, the kids are getting really excited. Well, you know what? Despite COVID and all this horrible stuff that's going on in the world, I'm getting that Christmas spirit. Yeah. I mean, there's really, I mean, we didn't put up a big tree. We're not having any parties, but you kind of feel that. You do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What what about you? How is how's the work this week? Or I guess you oh, weren't, were you? No, I've been off, but that's then right. I'm yeah. going to work. Yeah, I'm going to work today, which is the 23rd, and then all through Christmas, and then I'll be off the 27th, which is fine, Doug. I had Thanksgiving week off, so mm-hmm. uh, that's I, I would not want to take both off. I think that would be a little bit unfair for my coworkers. So and I've I've seen my mom. Uh, during Thanksgiving, I saw my brother and my nephews. So, you know, I've made those holiday visits. Yeah. And, and everyone, if you're traveling right now for the holidays, stay safe. But make sure you thank an airline employee because they're they're dealing with a lot right now. They're working through the <laughs> holidays. So just make sure that you give them uh, some thanks. Well, you actually did that, Doug. So you were. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Doug was uh, handing out Starbucks cards on his last trip, which I thought that was really sweet during the holidays. Yeah, the, the crews really seemed to like it. A couple of them were like, man, we've never been given anything by a passenger. This is <laughs> this is really sweet. And it was just a couple of $5 gift cards that I, that I picked up. But like you were talking about, that holiday spirit, I felt really in the holiday spirit by doing that. One of the people that you uh, gave a card to was the pilot on the seven on the MD-95. On the MD-95, yeah. So did you feel that your landing was a little bit smoother because he may have been in a more positive attitude? <laughs> it, 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> i'm laughing i'm laughing because because during the flight the pilot came back just real quickly to to thank me for that mm-hmm. and i i messaged you in flight mm-hmm. and i was like the pilot just came back and thanked me in flight and yeah. you said you said you're you're gonna be in for the best landing of your life and so that's you said that no no you said oh, that oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah you you, yeah. you said that to me so that's <laughs> all i was thinking about on approach and uh yeah we kind of bounced it into atlanta <laughs> well that was it's hard not to bounce it with such a small plane so low to the ground right the MD 90, md95 717 <laughs> i actually had a really good landing on the seven well for civilians it's the seven the boeing 717 yeah i had a smooth landing in atlanta yeah you know when i flew that so, all right, anyway, <laughs> all right, our feature uh, uh, topic that we're going to talk about, it's all fun topics today because this is an extra episode, right, Doug? So last night, Doug sends me these pictures that he's got his beer and he's all set. And I'm like, what is he doing? So he sends me a picture of this mood lighted, mood lit uh, TV room and he's starting Airport 1970. So before we get, we're going to talk about this movie, which is my, one of my favorites, probably my favorite. So I want to get Doug's take on it because he hasn't seen it forever. But before we get to that, what's up with this mood lighting? It's some lights that we got for Christmas a couple of years ago. You can set, I don't know, a million different light combos. 
Were you trying to evoke a 787 interior or were you just joking? No, no. The, those are the colors that Poppy asked me to do. Oh, got it. I was going to say. Yeah. No, no. It, it did look like a, it looked like a 787 interior, though. Yeah, you said. had the blues and violets. And yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Doug, so you watched my favorite movie last night, Airport 1970. I think we need to replace Die Hard with that as an alternative Christmas movie for civilians and make it a primary one for us Av geeks, something that we watch every year for Christmas. I haven't seen it in years, but you haven't seen it in 15. So before we get to your thoughts, let me explain that this is the classic airline movie. It's set in the 1970s. It's the start of the jet age with an all-star lineup of Dean Martin, Jacqueline Bissett, George Kennedy, Burt Lancaster. It involves the drama of a busy airport in a snowstorm with this suicidal guy trying to blow up a 707 for the insurance money. All right, Doug, your thoughts. <laughs> I, okay. I promise I'm not going to ruin this movie for you, but there were lots of Avgi holes that I found. I was taking notes. Marissa actually made fun of me for doing this, for doing some research for the show today. <laughs> How does she know it's called Trans Global Airlines? Has she seen this? No, she just she saw the titles on the side of the airplane. Oh, okay. And she, and she acted she acted all all cool uh, about <laughs> it as she walked by. She's like, "Ooh, Trans Global Airlines." <laughs> 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 okay. So I, actually, I, I took I took a bunch of notes. I'm going to jump ahead real quickly. Northwest Orient, Western, Continental, Braniff, Pan Am, TWA. They're all featured in the movie, whether it was okay. whether it was check-in desks, employees wearing those those outfits, those airplanes that you could see on the ramp. So from mm -hmm. an Avgeek nostalgia perspective, that was actually really cool. Yeah. Of, of course, Transglobal, which was the main airline that had the incident, was was made up because you know if if they're doing a movie about an airplane that gets bombed, they're not going to use. Uh, right. an actual airline of the time <laughs> to get to get into my notes about this the one thing i will say is i don't think that they had many aviation advisors on the set as they were what are you i thought i thought just, it was very lifelike and that's what i thought too that's that's what uh -huh. i thought too until i saw it after being in the industry and knowing people in in the industry so let's let's just let's okay. go through let's go through some of these you're not an airport manager but you are a manager at a major hub do you have right. a fireplace room with like dark wood, <laughs> leather chairs, and a, a, a bunch of books? Oh, no, come on. So that was their, what did they call it? The Ambassadors Club or something? That, that was their I, I, club. It, it for must the have been, yeah. But, but it was like right outside the airport manager's door. So even if it was the no, airline, it, no, it, that, no, dude, that, that's realistic. So they're a okay. fireplace. So he was invited into that airline lounge by the, the airline person. No, no, no. That's where his secretary sat. His secretary sat in this in this fireplace room, and his office was a door just just off the no. side of this room. All right, I'm gonna have to. Okay, yeah, yeah you're gonna have, you're, I'm gonna have you're to gonna go gonna back have to and this. All right, so the next one, um, there's there's an airplane that's in a hangar getting ready to get towed for this flight mm -hmm. to Rome. Mm -hmm. and the captain on that flight was in the hangar, like watching them, helping them tow it out. <laughs> To me, that's completely unrealistic. You're about to go fly a 10-hour flight from somewhere in the Midwest to Rome. The pilots are going to show up at the airplane when it gets there. They're not going to show up at the hangar, talk with the maintenance guys, and basically help tow it out to the gate. So I don't remember this part. So you're telling me that Captain Demarest, who's flying that flight to Rome, who's played by Dean Martin, you're saying he was at the hangar for the 
for bringing the plane to the gate? Correct. He showed up at the hangar and then he was he was walking with it as it was getting towed to the gate. He also went out to the runway to help <laughs> dig out the airplane that had gotten uh-huh. stuck on the on on the runway. Well, he also went to that flight attendant's apartment and they shared some mini cocktail bottles. Some mini cocktails. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. All right. So the next one I have is, um, and, and this is very much true to today, a business traveler complained about having to pay for a bus to the airport, so the airline should have paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that because they were upset about the delays? Yeah, they were upset about the delays, but I was like, this is perfect. Uh, someone in a business you know, business garb is saying, oh, the airline should be paying for this. But he's probably traveling oh, on, a, on, oh a business, on a business well, ticket. Okay, so when I was an agent at Reno or in San Jose, that happened. The flight was canceled. So we were able to book people. I was in San Jose. We had to book people out of SFO, but it canceled due to weather. So I said, hey, we can book you out of SFO, but you'd have to get there because it's weather. And, so, and he was like, no, well, you got to pay for it. That's the cost of doing business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so the next one, the airline delayed the flight due to the status of the roads and ground transportation. <laughs> mm-hmm. That Today, they would have been like, oh, well, you should have allowed extra time to get there. What, the roads were bad? So they, they delayed the flight yeah. because they said passengers aren't here yet. <clears throat> okay, well, that, that, we yeah, that's, that. that's not we bad. Know. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is, this is probably my, my biggest question. And, and you said this in, in the info about the movie, that this person bought insurance, life insurance for the flight. Yeah. He bought the life insurance at a giant booth at the <laughs> airport. So imagine, and, and there were and there were people in line buying life insurance. Imagine how uncomfortable you would feel to fly <laughs> today if there was a giant booth at the airport selling life insurance before you get on the airplane. I know. <laughs> no, but that's, I, that's was not that, necessarily inaccurate. I, okay, I so that was that, that was a thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even even you know, I'm not making fun of it from that standpoint, but like Everyone, just just think if you showed up at the airport and instead of a CNBC store, there's right. a life insurance. Life booth. insurance. Yeah. No, they had that. All right. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they were also buying trip insurance in case something happened on it their could, trip. It, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that could be. Yeah. All right. The next one, the, uh, the captain made a comment to one of the gate agents saying, I've had both engines running for the last 15 minutes. We need to finish boarding this airplane. So okay. two, two of the wing engines were running at the gate while they were boarding. Now, I, I know that you can start the engines as you're, as you're pushing back, things like that. But mm-hmm. that, that just seemed like an inaccuracy to me. You wouldn't yeah, have, both, you, the, you wouldn't have well, your... You wouldn't have the engines running unless the APU wasn't working. You'd that, have one could, engine yeah, running. Yeah. The, the, well, no, you probably would have had ground power. You probably wouldn't have had an engine running. Because there, there are people walking around downstairs. That's why you, you, you really have to wait until you're getting pushed back to start the engine yeah we'll have to look okay so yeah you're create you're raising a lot of issues here that yeah. we have to look into because did the 707 have an apu i'm pretty sure it I'm, did I'm, I'm sure it did but i i couldn't tell you but i can tell you the jetways they were just starting to have jetways so yeah. i don't know if they had ground power and and, and pc air possibly we'll yeah look. possibly not yeah we'll have to look yeah. into that uh, and another one that I found really funny is all passengers were intently watching the safety briefing and smiling and laughing <laughs> along. Today, mm-hmm. people are watching things on their phones. They're reading their books. They're just not paying attention. And I'm I'm sure that that probably was accurate from the time. Oh yeah, because you but, only flew like once a year. Yeah, but this was this movie. This is a 50 year old movie, and so just seeing mm-hmm. the differences from the era 
then to now was was interesting did you like how everyone was dressed in suits and oh absolutely i did yeah i i mean you you know i usually try and throw a shirt and tie on oh, when, yeah. I'm, yeah, when yeah. I'm traveling for business so I, yeah I, I enjoy doing that this was correct they were traveling thirty three thousand feet and they were mm-hmm. flying eastbound so you fly at odd levels when you're eastbound so they, okay. they did get that correct right after takeoff the captain was smoking a pipe <laughs> But just very casually, and I'm sure that was a thing. Again, yeah. this is just the the difference between 1970 and 2020. Mm-hmm. They show this wide angle of the first class cabin, which was mm-hmm. like domestic first class of today, basically just big recliner seats, not lay flat or anything. And there was this giant shrimp cocktail on a trolley. I don't remember that. Though. And they they were handing out <laughs> like with tongs this like beautiful yeah like, like you would restaurant. have yeah like you would have at a restaurant and mm-hmm. this is not inaccurate like this no. is this is what the service was like back then it was yeah. just crazy to see so they were, they were doing that and then later on they said we're going to delay serving dinner so this wasn't even the dinner this was just the appetizer that that they were handing out to the Amazing. passengers then from a, another passenger experience standpoint there was glassware in coach Every, all the passengers were were drinking gl- glass oh yeah drinks, i remember that dr- drinks with I glass yep. yeah mm-hmm. coming back to this bus service so the the businessman who was talking about the bus that topic came up multiple times throughout the movie not his yeah. bus but talking about other buses coming in with passengers who had gotten screened somewhere you and I have talked about this, that we think the bus service in the next decade might start to replace some of these small regional the flights. routes, yeah. What's old is new again. They were oh, doing, that's right. They were doing this back then. Okay, so now that you're mentioning that, a lot of those people did take a bus because there was not a huge regional network. Correct, get, yeah. Was, so, was this Chicago? I think it was an airport th- in Chicago. Um, it, it was Lincoln International Airport. I don't think we ever knew no, where, where it was. They were talking about flying east to Cleveland and then over New York and over the Atlantic. So it was somewhere in the Midwest. It was actually filmed in Minneapolis, though. All, all the all the airport yeah, shots, both one. exterior and does interior. Does that look familiar to you? It does, yeah. Okay. There, uh, Minneapolis has changed a lot in the last 50 years. They, they've added on quite a bit and modernized it. But the the exterior of the building and a couple of the hallways look the same. The control tower is the same. So that, that's that's kind of cool. So when you watch this you'll you'll <laughs> definitely recognize minneapolis right All right let's see oh yeah so the main premise of this movie is a guy explodes a bomb on the airplane and then the yeah. pilots are fighting to get it back on the ground so my mm-hmm. question is they're they're having controllability issues they're worried the plane is going to rip apart why did they go back to the midwest they were over new york i know why just is, land why, someplace just okay land i didn't somewhere. think about that and, and yeah. they, they they keep they keep talking about how Oh, we have another hour and a half or an hour to get back to Lincoln. Right. And yeah, because if they were already serving shrimp cocktail, you know, they were like an hour, you know, getting close to an hour. Out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a good exactly. point. Exactly. That's not safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the flight engineer or the second officer went to the back to see what had happened after the bomb exploded. And he came back to the cockpit and he said that they were having rudder and elevator issues. How can you tell that by going back to? Yeah, is there something like back a sight back. line that they no, checked? No, he, the ju- he just went back, looked up at the ceiling, came back, and said, we're having elevator and rudder issues. <laughs> With, if you're having elevator issues, let me explain this. An elevator is the horizontal t- stabilizer, which helps you go up and down in, in the air. The rudder is what makes you go left and right in the yaw moment. If they're having elevator rudder issues, 
both of the pilots who are flying the airplane are going to feel that. So why does the FE need to go to the back, look yeah. at the ceiling, and then come back and tell them that? I mean, unless he could see that the lines were broken. No, because you can see that, at least in the movie. Yeah, yeah probably not. And then I'm, I'm going to have to be honest with you, because of these copious amounts of notes that I took and I kept pausing and, and doing this, I was I not fell, expecting this much detail. I, I fell asleep and I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> that was where I was at. I, right. I didn't finish the movie. <laughs> okay. So what was from the parts that you saw? I mean, you saw the parts that had the best scene. So what was your, what was your best scene before we move on? I don't know if it was the best scene, but to me, just seeing the nostalgia of flying in the seventies and how even in, in coach, it was an event and how, like you said, people are dressed up, even in coach, mm-hmm. people were in, in suits and, yeah just that that whole nostalgia piece of flying was was so totally different 50 years ago than it is today so my favorite scene was when so this 707 comes off the runway and then he makes a wrong turn and he gets stuck in the snow so then they have to try and take it out so they can clear the runway right so joe petroni if you don't know who joe petroni is you will (laughs) (laughs) once you watch these He's the guy in the airport who you call when you don't know what to do. <laughs> and he wasn't even a transglobal mechanic. He was no, a, he's a TWA. TWA. Yeah. Yeah. So they call him a Petroni out to get this plane out of the snow. They get the pilots in the cockpit and he's telling the guy, all right, I need you to power it out, powered it up to max thrust so you can power the airplane out of the snowbank, right? Pilots raise the power, but he refuses to take it to the fire- firewall saying that you know, it's going to rip the plane apart. And then this was my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> and this is just like every airline person when I started 20, 25 years ago. Everyone had an attitude, right? So Joe Petroni, the TWA mechanic, goes, the 707 can handle anything except a bad pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Petroni like, tells the pilots to get out of the cockpit, that he'll take responsibility. He gets like 10 rampers to start digging out... Uh, a slope, you know, under the wheel, so yeah. slide, and then he powers it out. It's so amazing. <laughs> Best scene ever. All right, you guys. So we got to move on. But Airport 1970, watch it. Comment on the show notes for this episode if you like it or if you didn't. Let us know. All right. Even, even um, with <laughs> even with all those things that I found, it it's still it's a good, it's a fun movie to watch. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. It's an Avgi Christmas movie officially now. All right, Drew. Well, for us <laughs> geeks, every flight is like Christmas. So real quickly, what was your favorite flight of this year? Yeah, my favorite flight of this year was before the COVID stuff started really blowing up. This was um, February 25th. I actually bought a revenue ticket because uh, every year kind of I kind of splurge when I go to Sri Lanka. So this flight was from Newark to Delhi, and I was connecting from D.C., so revenue tickets. So I used this Polaris lounge that they have in New York and it was so luxurious. Such a nice time. Three hour connection. I took this luxurious shower. You know, it's like, who takes a shower for a three hour connection? But I'm like, I'm taking it all in. So not only did I have the sit down dinner where you can order like a restaurant afterwards, I even had another meal at the buffet. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm taking it all. So then I, um, it was a triple seven, 200 in uh, United's new Polaris cabin. And Doug, I, I don't sleep on planes because I don't want to miss anything, right? Yeah. I'm an av geek. I want, I want to experience every part of it. I slept like a log for six hours mm-hmm. after watching a movie. And when I woke up on the map, we were getting ready to land. It was like so nice. So yeah, that was my favorite flight. What about yours? 
My favorite flight was definitely the Delta Triple Seven retirement flight. That that was a once in a lifetime experience being able to do that, and the fact that they ran out of ran out of beer and wine halfway through the flight. It was it was just a big party. The experience mm-hmm. was so cool, even though it's a sad thing related to COVID and, and the early retirement and everything. Had you but, flown their Triple Seven before? No, that? no, that was my okay. first time. Yeah, I, I, I've been on Triple Sevens before, but no, that was my first time on Delta. And it was they had just redone the cabins, so it was a beautiful cabin. The crew yeah. was was awesome. The crew was friendly. It was it was a great flight. Uh, we we talked about both of these flights on on previous episodes, so you guys yeah. can go back and, and listen to more in depth. But Drew, I, I think you and I both have runner runner up flights, right? Yeah, we do. So you want to do yours? Yeah, first? I'll do mine first because it, it was <laughs> a, the day before the the one that you're going to talk about. So yeah, I, I had to go to the East Coast for work back in March, just prior to to COVID really kicking off. And I was in premium economy on a seven eight seven ten. My first time ever flying on a seven eight seven. Amazing airplane. First time ever in premium economy. Great product. I'm eating dinner, which was the uh, the chicken curry. <laughs> oh yeah. Which we, we talked, talked about. about. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's it, famous. It was, it was amazing. And I look up and the pilot is standing over my seat and this is mid flight. And I've never had that before. Uh-huh. He goes, are you, are you Doug? That <laughs> was like, uh, <laughs> that, that depends what, what's going on. And she said, we, we just received an ACARS message from your buddy at Dulles saying that you're on the flight. You're a big ab geek. So we just wanted to come and say hi and thank you for flying with us. So that was awesome. So I te- I texted Drew and I was like, Drew, what did you do? And he's like, what are you talking about? So let, let's ask. No, what- your text was you period dog. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's explain. ACARS is a messaging system from the airline operations or dispatch to the pilots and, and the pilots can yeah. text message back to the, the crews. So Drew is sitting at work probably after the, or, or just before the European bank or after the European bank, mm-hmm. just try, trying to, trying to find something to do with his time <laughs> and set a message to the pilots. But, but here's the kicker. And I, I think I, I told you this, they wanted me to apologize to you for not responding because oh. they, they've never gotten those those two pilots had never gotten an ACARS message from someone not in dispatch. And oh, so, okay. So they didn't know how to respond. They said that there oh, were weird. a bunch of buttons. They couldn't figure out who to respond to or where to respond. So they, they wanted me to apologize to you. I, I think they thought that you're this this big wig in the company and uh, and that they would get yeah. in trouble if, if they didn't respond. Yeah. So, you know, ACARS is something that we use. We use it all the time, like to tell pilots connection information or, you know, what's going on. Now, dispatch will use it more often because Mm -hmm. they're sharing flight plan information, stuff like that. Yeah. So we don't use it as much, but um, no, I didn't expect them to take you and haul you up into. uh, So you were in premium plus. uh, Yeah. Premium plus. Yeah. And they moved you up to Polaris, which was cool. I didn't know. I, I didn't ask them to do anything. I just, just say, yeah, hi to the guy. yeah. well, and, and they also, they, they brought me an ice cream sundae, uh-huh. which uh, the, the other passengers at this point probably were wondering like, who is this guy? What in the world is going on? Yeah. I, I was so embarrassed, but it was, it was so awkward <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. All right. So you got to New York and then, uh, so this is, our, I think our mutual, one of our mutual favorite flights, right? Yeah, Absolutely. 
so the next day I meet Doug in Newark. Now, the, long story short, we we didn't really rant about this flight because it, COVID was blowing up and we really didn't want to share a happy, fun story right in the middle of all this, you know, really bad news. So anyway, so we were planning that day to go to Narita when we mm-hmm. were planning our trip, but then COVID yeah. blew up. So yeah. we're like, oh, let's just go someplace. Yeah. And, and my work trip got canceled. My boss called and said, get home as, as fast as you can. Yeah. So we flew a 77-10 from uh, New York to LAX. And oh, my God, it was so much fun. We got seats together. We watched movies. We were drinking old fashions. And to be honest, the service was very much like an international flight. Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. And even better, once we got to LA, we got to meet your uh, cousin and her husband. They were so much fun. And I'm like, this trip is awesome. Yeah. Well, and and one thing I want to add, too, is we walked on that airplane and it was the same crew, same flight attendants, same pilots, the same same total crew from the the flight before. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, welcome back. They recognize me. And and is this VIP? Drew Drew is laughing because he's like, this is the airline that I work for. And you're the one who's getting the special attention. All the attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get, Oh, where do you work? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was, it was awesome. Cause I, I don't know if you remember the, the pilot came back and talked to us for like 20 minutes before takeoff, and she just chatted with us and very down to earth, very friendly, a, a really good crew. Yeah. That was such a smooth flight. And I, Doug, I still remember the landing and the seven, eight, seven. Went, so Doug and I were in the center section. We were, had two seats together in the center. Uh, it's one, two, one. So this plane, the the visibility and the windows are so big. I was able to see both sides on landing, and we took videos of the landing from aisle seats in the from center. The aisle seats, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And it was such a awesome. smooth landing. All right, everyone, thanks for joining the conversation and for bringing us into your home or your car, or for listening us to you when you travel or when you're jogging or working out. We'll keep cranking out fun and informative episodes for you in 2021. We've got one final episode for the year, which will get released on Monday. We've got an exciting guest lined up to end the year on a high note. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Stay safe and stay aviation tough. This has been the Next Trip Podcast. Visit nexttripnetwork.com for information about previous episodes, trip reviews, aviation photos, and other aviation-related content. This is your show, so search for The Next Trip on Twitter and let Doug and Drew know what you want to talk about. Not on Twitter? You can also email them at nexttrip.podcast at gmail.com. Please consider leaving a review wherever you download your podcasts. It will help other listeners like you discover this show. You may just want to explain if if needed. Yeah, I mean, so a lot of it is um, like poking holes in the aviation (laughs) side of it. But there are a couple of things, a couple that were correct from like an aviation standpoint. So I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them credit for it. Oh yeah, I thought I thought it was very realistic, and especially well, we'll talk about this as we. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's save it because I've got some thoughts.